following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Here we are on a Thursday. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Nui Scruggs. He is the ultimate survivor. He is Danny McRae. (laughs) I I, I love the sound effects. (laughs) I love the sound effects. Chris Beam, our producer. (laughs) And look who got him a shirt. Yeah, Nui is in the Team Danny Club, man. Nui is in the Team Danny Club. Man, I wish I was on my Twitter, too, because we've had some... some, some some players lounge listeners also uh, log in and buy their t-shirts man so if y'all do get a chance y'all make sure y'all go on twitter go on instagram post you in your shirt tag me in it uh and i'll make sure i get that repost and show show the support that y'all are showing man it's it's, it is really amazing okay so if you are new to the players lounge danny mccray former dallas cowboys undrafted free agent safety made uh, his third episode debut on um, Survivor, the TV show, CBS, one of the most popular TV shows of all time. It is a TV show phenomenon, and you have survived again. So your team wins another challenge. And not surprisingly, one of your one of your teammates is is worried about you. <laughs> People get jealous out there real quick, man. Everybody wants to be the alpha. Uh, you know, so sometimes they just throw your name out there just because, and I'm, I'm assuming that's what's going on with this. I don't, I don't understand why the man is talking about me like that, but uh, I guess that's something we have to see in the in the episodes moving forward. Well, I, when I saw what he did, I immediately got it. He's going for the he's going for the lion. That's what he's trying to do. He knows he's a weak link. You're a strong link, so he's trying to take you out. Right out of the gate, even though. You have been cooperative with your teammates. Nobody has any issues with you. You've helped them win the challenges. You, you're, you are a strong rock here. And, and when I saw it, I was like, ah, I get it. He's a weak individual, and he's worried about himself. So there you go, which was, to me was dumb. He didn't know. I well, he had to know that, 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 that I was going to get told. He had to know, right? Well, you know, I guess you, you never really know on, on, on Survivor. Well, <laughs> Okay, and I come back. This is this this reminds me so much of his humanity. There are a lot of people that aren't smart and lack self awareness, but that's what fear does. He's fearful of you and what and your power within the team. So, there you go. I look at how Brad got voted off on the other team, and I'm shaking my head. But then I'm not shaking my. Brad was a good player. Brad had too much. He had too much. He did. <laughs> Brad he had, had a lot, too so, much. and he and also a talked. lot of people knew he, about that. Yeah, and he just like I don't understand. I, listen, before I went on the show, I said I I wouldn't know how to keep certain secrets to myself. Right? You gotta you gotta know when you could tell somebody something and when you need to keep something to yourself. All right. Okay. So we saw last night Brad go tell everybody everything. Right? Because he thinks everybody is his number one. And then you see a guy who tried to do what I said, keep a secret, but it's super sloppy. He Sloppy, comes back, <laughs> comes back, shorts, has his advantage in his shorts, right? Right. And uh, and he, and he get caught doing it that way, right? So you just seeing a lot of a lot of different type of ways of playing the game, and uh, you know, Brad's didn't work, and we'll see if if, if JD's works. Okay. Brad buried his right, like he buried it, but then told everybody. But he told everybody. Yeah. 
Okay, so this is just the third. It's the only third time I've ever seen the show. So, and, way, and you sound like you know a lot about it. I'm just trying to understand why would you tell anyone what you had? I'm just, well, what's the advantage? Did, did he think that because he had a lot, then therefore he could determine votes? Kind of like you do in the Senate where you can go ahead and just sit around here and just round up votes. Hey, do this, this, and this. Versus if you're playing Survivor, I'm thinking what they don't know is good for you because you're the one sitting here with power that they all don't know about. Well, so you tell me how, how that so a, a lot of times in, in, in past seasons and probably this season, there, there's only usually one currency on the show of Survivor, and that is information, right? Okay. So a lot of people will give information about themselves or something that they have to gain trust from an ally, right? So as Brad is telling these people, I'm assuming he's saying, okay, now they know they can really trust me because I came to them and I told them everything that I had, right? And you think that that's going to get you further in the game. And then the opposite happens. JD gets caught lying. <laughs> and all of a sudden he gets trusted more than Brad is trusted and, and Brad goes home. It just the, the game is is different. That's why it's it's so great because there's so many different people from different walks of life. Like Shan tells a story about why it's so hard for her to be able to have to pick between the two. Right? Because something that happened to her in the past, right? If that's somebody else that Brad had told, they might not even have that issue. It might just be, oh yeah, I trust Brad, let's let's vote out JD. Right. Okay, so so and this is just me. You tell me if I'm crazy. The way I read it was Brad was pretty good with everyone. To me. That's what it seemed like. And then he started telling everybody what he had, and then they're like, ooh, he's you know, like like Chris Beam just said, he's got this power. Seems to me like had he just kept his mouth shut and kept playing the game, he would have been okay, and somebody else JD would have got got. But that's the game. He didn't know that at that time. <laughs> at that time, he thought he was doing something good. He's like, you know what? I'm going to tell my my ally, right? So they know that they trust me. So we move forward in the game. They're going to vote with me, believing that we can use all this stuff together. But here's the thing with Brad. So, sorry, guys. I, I don't understand. When he went, had to get, go get on the boat secretly or whatever, made himself look like he was sleeping or whatever, okay? So he goes over there and they said, well, we'll give you a tarp or you get like an extra vote or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't have a vote anyways. So if you bring back a tarp to your team, you look like you're doing something for your team and maybe they'll trust you more, even though you already have two more idols or whatever, right? It doesn't make sense to me that he was just trying to get as much as he could. Hey, listen. And now he lost it all. And and that's how it is, right? Some people go out there to play super hard. You saw me on episode one. I'm like, man, look, it it ain't worth it. Right. It's, it's not worth it to me, but that's just how, like, you think about going into the game and you might think about playing the game your entire life and what you would do in that situation. And he probably thought about that that for his entire time leading up to the show. If I get a chance to take an advantage, I'm going to take it. So he couldn't turn away from that at that point. He said he came out there to play the game that way, and that's and he he lived by the sword and died, and, and died by it. <laughs> it's a great show. It's a great show. Look, it, there's no doubt. <laughs> I agree with it. I am not, this is the first year I've watched it, and I'm, I'm, I'm hooked now. So so I, I got up this morning and went to the gym, took a little trusty iPad, <laughs> got on the treadmill, watched the show, and just, just knocked it on out. And I, I will tell you, I am very I – I continue to be surprised on who gets voted off. I, I, I did not think Brad would go. Thought it would be J.D., and just looking at it, we thought, because Barry, Barry Church, our other co-host, he, he thought the other day, hey, man, this guy's got to go. And it seemed as though, like, this, this guy's sneaky. He thinks a lot of himself. You're the next guy to go. And then they take out Brad, who, in my opinion, from what I'm watching, this is a good teammate and a good worker. 
can help you in challenges. Trustworthy. Yeah. So I thought Voce was 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 a good worker, and then they, they busted him too. And so was, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, the weaker link, the Tiffany's of the world. How are they surviving? How do they keep living? But if, if you watched it, like, see, because this is y'all's first season. Yeah. If you've watched it from season one up to season 41, you would see that those the, the weak links have seen 20 seasons before this of the strong people teaming up and taking out the weak links. So, what, so when they come in, they say, you know what, I'm not letting that happen to me because I'm considered to be a weak link. You think Tiffany thought she was going to be able to, to outperform all those people? Her, her game is I'm going to win the social game because I'm not built to be able to do some of that stuff, right? So a credit to them to being able to do it and, and not just being, being that person to say, all right, if we lose, we're just okay. going to keep voting out the weak people. Okay, so and, and this is just another me being a novice to the show. When you lose the challenge, you go to tribal and somebody gets get, gets voted off, correct? Right. So to me, wouldn't you try to have as strong a team as you can to keep winning so you don't get there? That's what the strong people think. <laughs> but, why, but why would the weak people uh, do that? The people that are perceived to be weak. Okay. Right? If you, if you only got six people on the tribe, right, and mm-hmm. you have three weak leaks who have taken over the game, they're not going to start voting themselves out. Right, they're gonna keep voting out the strong players. Like, hey, when we lose, we still got two more chances to lose because we got two more people to vote out. All right, all right. So, uh, Survivor, check it out now. If you haven't, what I did was go to CBS.com on the website. It's right there. Easy to watch. Easy to watch. So, went to the gym this morning. Checked it all out because I didn't get to see it live last night. So, checked it out. So, CBS.com right there. You can watch all three episodes if you missed it. So, there's your opportunity to see our man Danny McCray on Survivor. Speaking of surviving, Jalen Smith has a job. Mm-hmm. Um, Said he wanted to go to, to a contender. Yes, that was one of his. What, what uh, one of his uh, people told me is like that's what he wants to do. Ends up going to the Green Bay Packers, and you think about the Packers' record the last three years. They are twenty nine and seven. The last three seasons combined. Think about their division. <laughs> <laughs> you got Minnesota. You got hit the this, easy button. Right? Hit, hit the easy button. You know, you got shot down. I mean, if you want to go take the easiest route possible to at least make the playoffs and possibly win the NFC, it's Green Bay. Got Aaron Rodgers. He got Devontae Adams. Uh, and you're in probably one of the weakest divisions. Everybody always says, it like, is. the NFC East is the NFC North this year. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. That's a bad division. And you ended up going to – have a, you've got another top five quarterback that you're out there with. So it's a quarterback league. Aaron Rodgers is a, is a walking Hall of Famer. Matt LaFleur was at Notre Dame when Jalen when Jalen was there. And so, boom, he, he's there. So so good for Jalen Smith to get himself uh, in a way position. And I'm reading at uh, Ian Rappaport, 770000 is what uh, he's getting. So the Cowboys are going to have to pay him off. Um, his $7 million bucks, And then the Packers are going to pay him the seven, uh, 770000 bucks. So Jalen Smith is going to be a free agent after the season, and we'll see what else happens in his career. A testament to uh, the type of guy that Jalen is and the type of type of teammate he was is I, I'm reading that he left a note yes. uh, to be read to the defense. All positive. Let them know y'all got something special here. Make sure y'all keep fighting so y'all can achieve everything that y'all need to achieve, right? Th- that doesn't happen. <laughs> Usually people, when they get released, they're leaving out of the door, kicking and screaming. They're upset. They're mad. They can't believe that it was them. This guy is thinking about his teammates 
as he gets pushed out of the door, which which is a testament to the type of character that the guy has. I was going to bring that up and ask you, so what is the common occurrence of something like that happening? And you, you just said you, it doesn't. You usually don't. First of all, I've seen dudes get released and don't even say bye to the teammates. They, you know, they, they grab their bag, you know, put their stuff in their locker, they walk out the door. And if you weren't friends with that guy or able to call or text, you never hear from that person again. Never hear from him again. And you won't hear anything positive. Everything that you hear uh, about them being released is, if, you know, I, I was playing good. They probably they messed over me. Uh, they picked somebody else over me. It's politics in the game. Every excuse except I didn't play well enough uh, to stay on the team. Uh, so what Jalen did is, is, is really <laughs> – that's an anomaly. So we did our show, and afterwards the players were talking. Leighton Van Der Esch spoke to the media, and Leighton was pretty chapped. Because he saw how many Cowboy fans were reveling in Jalen being released. And he just thought it was wrong and, and had, some, had some tough words. If you hadn't checked it out, just go to Twitter uh, and, or DallasCowboys.com and, and look at what he had to say. He was pretty upset. And I thought that said a lot about Jalen Smith. Here's a guy you're in competition with. You know, because we've seen what the impact of Micah Parsons and Keanu O'Neill. So Leighton Vanderash and Jalen Swift are basically out there fighting for those 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 snaps. And he got a teammate's back who he didn't have to anymore because he was gone. He didn't like what was being said. And that also echoed what you and Barry had to say. Hey, this is a tough day. Nobody's nobody's joyous in the locker room when something like this happens. Sure. And that was very interesting because you guys said it. Then an hour, half later, here's Leighton Van Der Esch basically echoing just what you guys, you and Barry Church said. Yeah, it, it's a tough day. You're like, usually, you know, you go through uh, training camp and then you get to cut down day, which is probably the toughest day because it's not one guy. It's about 20 guys, right, who've seen their last days of being able to uh, play football. These guys have been playing football probably since third grade. And then you get up to being 21 or however old you are, and then you see your last day of playing that game gone. All right? And then now you get Jalen, who's been here. He's been the leader in the locker room. Him and Layton are really good friends. They were two of the top linebackers a few years ago looking uh, to, to uh, increase their production and, and probably be the top linebacking core in the league. And then he sees his guy get released. It's tough on him emotionally because that's his friend. And you have to realize that now that Jalen's in Green Bay, Green Bay, they're not going to see each other as much as they as much as they had. The workouts they're not going to be able to do together, phone calls, all that stuff, whatever. They went to a bar together. All that stuff is gone. So it's emotional for Jalen, but it's also emotional for the connections and the friendships that he made while he was here. Jalen Smith, now a member of the Green Bay Packers. Let's take our first break. Another honor for Trey Diggs. What's the ceiling? What is the ceiling on this young man? Let's dive into that next on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. 
where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Now join and uh, get yourself a fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and join today. You're in the Players' Lounge. He is the ultimate survivor, Danny McCray. And that's Barry Church. Uh, church. To- oh. Church is uh, oh, Barry Church not here? On assignment. Oh, I thought he, oh, he on assignment. Oh, you vacation. On assignment. Ooh, I'm going to call him Vacation Church. But you see that Survivor 41 shirt for my man, Nui? Just wait till Wednesday, man. We're going to be decked out in Survivor gear. Yes, yes. Letting them know. Another Survivor Wednesday. See if we can survive uh, all the way to episode five. Uh, we'll tell, see what happens. Tell everybody where they can get the uh, get a shirt. They you can get you a shirt. Better get them quick, man. Last night, I don't know what happened. But they 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 start coming off like hotcakes, selling like hotcakes. Uh, you could get them at uh, my website, uh, shopdannymccraymerch.com, and that link is also in my bio on Instagram at dannymccray40. Okay, you need to say it slower. Shop Danny McCray Merch, M E R C H dot com, and that link is in my bio on Instagram at dannymccray40. Okay. And you're going to tweet out something again today that lets people know where they can go get it. Absolutely. So absolutely. If I got to make another order, I'll make it. But uh, you better get them quick. Marketing people tell you three times. <laughs> you got to do it three times a day because you never, you never know when people are going to catch it out. Gotta check it out. So, uh, excellent producer here on the Players Lounge. Uh, Chris Bean has that Leighton Vanderesh soundbite about Jalen Smith being released. Here's Leighton Vanderesh yesterday at the Star. What bugs me most about it is. When people that are on the outside, fans, whatever it may be, they want to say, oh, like, someone deserves this or someone deserves that, everything. They don't realize that this is literally like our livelihoods. We literally could get up and traded the next morning, like the next day. We could be in 50 different freaking states. So people need to realize that. People need to realize that what they're saying is literally just, like, nonsense. And I think that's a big problem in the world today. And they need to cut that out. Because, I mean, we're literally talking about, like, we don't go talking about someone else's job, so why are they talking about our jobs? It's super frustrating. It's annoying. Uh, I think it's classless. I got a lot of strong words for it because I know a lot of guys around the league deal with it. We got families. 
we might be in one area. You got dudes that have been playing for a team for eight years. They get traded. They got family. They got kids that have been there for that long. Think about that before you say something like, oh, this guy deserves this, but this guy deserves that. We don't go saying, oh, we aren't in your business, like how much you guys are getting paid or, or what's your boss saying or this and that and about anybody else's jobs. We aren't doing that. This is our livelihood. This is our job. We get traded tomorrow. We get cut tomorrow. So people need to realize what they're saying on social media because I think it's ridiculous. So that's Lake Van Resch talking about Jalen Smith being cut and certain fans reveling in the fact that he's gone. I love the passion. We asked the question, he gave the answer. I got a couple thoughts on it, but I want to start with you first, Danny McCray. What you think? Uh, listen, I, I can understand the frustration. Um, I remember back in, I want to say, I think it was 2011, uh, I, I became the starter because of, because of some injuries, had a few bad plays or whatever, and I would be one of those guys to go look on, on Twitter after to see what people were saying, and I learned quickly Don't to stay that. my ass off of that because, one, who cares about them people, right? Some of them got two followers. None of them know you personally, and none of them really care about you as a person, right? They they don't care. They're just talking. They can't do what you do, so it doesn't really matter. So I'm I learned it early, um, and I I really think it's unfortunate when uh, people haven't been able to, to 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 get that lesson of like. Them people don't know Jalen Smith. They have no idea who you are. They don't care about you, really. They just want something to talk about. They just want to uh, get on social media and have some type of release, and their opinion really doesn't matter. Um, so I, I can understand them being mad, but, I mean, if it's not your friends or your family or somebody close to y'all that's over there saying something crazy like that, then I, I really wouldn't put too much uh, angst into it. I'll push back on what Leighton said in terms of, you know, say, hey, we don't talk about your job. This is what you signed up for. You play professional football. It's the most popular sport in America. People are going to say things. Okay, this this comes with the meal, as Jason Garrett used to say. This comes with it. Poor Douglas, And you have to understand and know what to take in and what to throw out of your ears. You have to do it. That, that just comes with it. And it's never fun going through that process, just like you said, going through the process of understanding and learning. Okay, these things are going to be said. These people know. These people don't know. You, you have to – you just got to take it, man. And then you also have to tell your family, hey, a couple things. One, don't tell me. It's the first thing. Don't, don't, don't feed this to me. Don't feed it to me. And also the families have to understand so many people think they know, but they don't know. And even me, I don't know. I think I know sometimes. Listen to people, but I truly don't know. Guys in the room know. Worry about the guys in the room. Worry about the coaches in the room. And you just have to just know that at the end of the day. And it's hard. <laughs> it's, wait, when, when you, oh, oh, it's hard when you see thousands and thousands of people saying something crazy. I'm not saying it's easy, all right? The process was – it was a very, very hard thing to learn. My wife had to learn it as well because she's one of the people who wants to go on and respond to all of them. And it's it's hard to do, man. So I'm not – believe me, I'm not saying it is easy. He should have been able to do that now. It's just – I, I I get it too, man. I get it too. I get lit up on social media. I mean, I get it. It's never fun. But along the way, you you do have to 
can't remember who said this. I wish I could give them the proper credit. It's not what they call you. It's what you respond to. Danny, you suck. Okay, am I going to respond to it? Because there's a whole bunch of people that are going to get after you. I used to come in after games and see Des Bryant, Cole Beasley on their cell phones after games. Jason Witten used to hate that. And, man, Cole would respond. And then Cole's wife would respond. Des would respond. And you will eat yourself alive if you're going to try and think that your validation is coming from people on social media. And the thing is, you you like you got on there really to see what they're saying, to defend yourself, right? Because uh, as you learn, then you say, all right, listen, my friend Jalen got cut yesterday, all right? I'm probably not going to get on social media and click on anything that says Jalen Smith for the next week because what we know about the world is that'll be moved – like everybody's going to move on from that two or three days from now. You won't even see it. Jalen Smith got picked up yesterday, uh, whenever it was, to go to Green Bay, and you probably won't even read anything about Jalen Smith being a Dallas Cowboy again until who knows, right? So distance yourself from it for a while, but you know he got on there to see what people were saying about Jalen Smith or somebody was like, man, you see what they're doing to your boy Jalen or whatever, and then you get on there to see it, and it's like, don't do it. (laughs) Who, Who is they? Who is they? And why why do, does their opinion matter? Well, and I'm gonna say it again. It ain't easy because I, I'm on Survivor and I'm still on Twitter. Like I wonder what they're saying. I look like on you know. It's, it's not easy to do, but if you're not able to process it and be like, they really don't matter. I'm just looking at this for entertainment. Then you should probably step away from. It. Terrence Newman had a really good perspective on it because toward his end with the Cowboys, he was dealing with some issues and he didn't tell people, and he was getting he was he was getting cooked out there a little bit. And I asked him one day, and we were we weren't I don't know where I ran into him at, but it wasn't in the facility. It wasn't back at Valley Ranch. And I, I said, "You hurt, yeah." And he told me what he's going through. I said, "Why don't you say something?" I said, "No, not going to use it. Don't want it to be an excuse." Guys in the room know. I said, "But if I don't know, what am I left? All I can go by is what I see. You lost it. What's going on here?" And he just didn't want to use that. And I talked to DeMarcus Ware toward his his time here. He was dealing with injuries. And he also said the same thing. He didn't want to say anything. He didn't want to use excuses. Guys in the room know. And But they built like that, though, right? It's, it's, it's their pride. But it's, it's something that made them who they are, right? I'm not going to make any excuse for anything. What I, I, I took the chance to go out there. I put it on the line. And whatever the result is in my play, I got to deal with that. And that's, you know, so they won't tell you because it's like, I made the decision to go out there, and I knew that I wasn't 100%, but I was okay with the fact that I felt like I could still beat whoever, even if I wasn't 100%. And if I can't, then that's something I got to deal with. And then they decided that they would take the criticisms and not fight back, and they went from there, which, what's it? That's that kind of maturity process. You start to understand this is what you go, this is what you're going to go through. And this is kind of what you signed up for. And so, Leighton Vanderesh, I love the passion. We asked the question, and I'm not criticizing him for the answer. But this is a part of it, and that you're going to have a whole lot of people who've got opinions on it in, in its own way. It's what makes it so popular. It's what also drives social media. There's more people that want to get on there that are going to say something negative than are going to say something positive. Uh, as soon as they and, saw the hashtag Jalen Smith, you know, first of all, they probably had a thousand tweets. And then as soon as they saw it was trending, people just got on there and just start piling on. Just because, like you said, they're looking for something to do. And ultimately, for Jalen Smith, despite people who were reveling in it and, and, and thought the guy shouldn't be here. He had a fan who's the head coach of the Green Bay Packers who went to the general manager, Brian Gutekunst, and said, bring him in. Guess what? 
Jalen's in a good position now. Forget that. Jalen got paid. <laughs> what are you, yeah, okay, whatever. He, he's going to play football again. His goal in life when he was trying to get to the NFL was to change his life and his family's life. Jalen accomplished that goal. Right? So on top of you know, now he gets to just play because he wants to play, right? Because like a lot of us grew up with that with that thing, right? It's that thing on our shoulders, that thing on that mind that says, "Hey, man, I have to make it for my family," right? He made it for his family. Now he gets to play for himself, which is probably one of the most liberating feelings in the world. So, it's, like I said, nothing but positives for him. Shout out to him. I'm glad that somebody like like uh, Layton is on his side, saying he, he does feel that emotion when somebody's attacking this boy. Uh, I just don't want him to take it too personal. Yeah. I still contended, man. I, th- I thought Jalen was going to be here, but they've moved on. They're going to have some roster spots that they've got to fill here. I'm happy Jalen is going to be in a position to make the playoffs, get that extra check in the playoffs, and maybe even end up playing in the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. So, is we'll he see. swiping in uh, Green Bay? I, you know, like well, look, I'm all positive, but this still the players' lounge. Is he swiping in Green Bay? Let me tell you something. The first play that he makes. Is he may hurt his arm <laughs> because it's going to be an emotional. It's going to be an emotional. Like that. Guess what? I'm still living. You didn't kill me. I'm still standing. Of course he's going to. He's going to. How could you not? One more. One more. How could you not? Is he wearing number nine? I don't know who wears Anchor nine. Bay. I don't know. Okay. I don't right. know. I don't know who who. There is no means. nine on the active roster right now in Green Bay. There is a nine on the uh, practice squad. Practice squad. Oh, he so. got to get that practice squad. Had to get that nine up. Yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> if you're on the active, you probably much get it. So. Yeah, so, you get yeah, he'll get his up. nine if he wants. So I I am wishing him well, and I will say this one more time on the Players' Lounge. Let's not forget all the positive things in the community that Jalen Smith was doing and trying to empower other people. I do not want that forgotten. Um, That needs to be said again because so many times we're the first to jump on a player who does something wrong. Let's remember the players who did something good. He did try to come into the community and leave it better than he found it and use the little bit of celebrity that he had to make it better. Absolutely. Shout out out to him. Last year's Dallas Cowboys, uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. So so Jalen Smith, good luck to you. All right, uh, I was wanted to get to Trey Diggs here. Trey Diggs is really playing at a high level. Where do we start to take this in terms of going forward? Because he got another honor here. How do we start to look at Trey Diggs after a very small sample size this season? We've got a lot of football games to go. Let's dive into that next. He is Danny McCray. I'm Dewey Scruggs. It's the Players Lounge right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Organic pumpkin smoothies are back at Smoothie King with at least 13 grams of protein each and five options to choose from. It's easy to find a favorite to help you reach your goals, like the new Keto Champ Pumpkin. Packed with a whopping 23 grams of protein and nine net carbs, it's a quick and nutritious meal on the go. So order online or through the app for pickup or delivery and power up with pumpkin and protein. Official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. 
If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo quiero, yo quiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. To the Players' Lounge. Energize your next event with an appearance by the world-famous Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Ignite your audience and create personalized moments for all. To book America's sweethearts for your next event, go visit DallasCowboysCheerleaders.com slash appearances. That's DallasCowboysCheerleaders.com slash appearances. I did not I just learned something. I did not know that you could go ahead and book them. Mm-hmm. How about that? You can yeah, book man. Rowdy. You can book uh, the cheerleaders. You could book coaches. What? Well, you could book my coaches. You know, so when when uh, really? so so I run the U camps, and then so I have a group of coaches that I have. Most of them are former NFL players, some from all over the league. And you know, when we do our events, our coaches get booked to come on out. You know, I bring them out. We host a camp or whatever. You know, they pay, and then we leave. You can book anything for the Cowboys, man. We 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 provide a service, a service of good time. <laughs> I had read early on that when they built the star, the team meeting room, they made it so big that you could book it. That people outside you can book an event and have it at the Dallas Cowboys team meeting room. They used to have events in there before uh, yeah. uh, when, when JG was here. I don't know about McCarthy now, but yeah, they used to have events in there all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was when, when Jerry had talked about like he wanted to get a lot of return on his investment. I thought to myself, now how cool is that? All right, we got a company retreat. Everybody's got to go. It's at the Stars. It's going to be the Dallas Cowboys team meeting room with that big old screen. I mean, it's it, if you've never been in there, it's really impressive. Well, first you got to walk through the building, so you get to walk through the training table. You know, you get to see the locker room and the weight room as you as you go. Witten Hallway. You get to see pretty much the entire thing for, for, from the players' perspective, and then you get to have a meeting in in the uh, in the team meeting room. It's pretty sweet, man. That's a pretty sweet gig. But I did not know that you could book the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Learn something new every day. That's why we do the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com. Trey Diggs, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, NFC Defensive Player of the Month, five picks, one touchdown. It's a three and one football team right now with the Giants coming in here, and Daniel Jones is known to uh, throw some picks. Lately, he has been, you know, he's been protecting the ball. Right. So I will, I will say that. But he's been but yes. no. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's, oh Eli. <laughs> <laughs> what we knew about Eli when he when we played, we knew that he was coming. To, I got me a pick on Eli, and I and I dropped one too. So I mean, Eli was coming to throw some interceptions. He'll sling it, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, right to you. He'll, <laughs> he'll sling. It. He will sling. He's throwing it to somebody. So, Danny, you understand the marathon of the National Football League, and the fact that now this is on tape. 
Jason Garrett is sitting here with Daniel Jones, and they're going over the offense. You know, they're looking at Trey Diggs and some things that they see, um, some things they hey, can we take advantage of from here? Is this where we want to stay away? What happens when you start to play well and other teams are dissecting what you're doing? Uh, listen, it, it it can go one of two ways. It can be really good, or it can re- be really bad. Because if it's really good for you you'll start seeing quarterbacks go away from you, right? You get no action on your side. You get the Jalen Ramsey treatment, right? So you're just over there. And sometimes that's helpful because now you know that the quarterback's not coming to your side, so you can come off your man sometimes kind of like Trayvon Diggs uh, did last game and sink underneath an over route uh, or sink underneath whatever because you're, 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 you're playing like Ed Reed is what uh, Rob Ryan used to call it. You're just Ed Reed and you're just finding the ball. Now, when they dissect you, and if you watch some of Trayvon Diggs' uh, interceptions, you see him playing flat-footed on some of those routes, not backpedaling, just waiting for the receiver to to uh, to run like a five-yard hitch, and then he just breaks on it. Now, if they see him doing that consistently, and and they say, you know, this guy is susceptible to double moves, then you're going to start seeing stuff to to counter what you've been doing to get those interceptions, right? So they 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 see you jump a slant. Next time, you might get a slant go. And you better be ready to play it, because if you don't, now you're in trouble. Because now they're in your head. Now you're not going. Now you're going to be hesitant on breaking on the slant, and you might get beat on the go as well. So now you're all over the place. So as they start dissecting his game, hopefully it's well rounded, and he can play the deep ball and also continue to make those plays on those uh, on those short routes. And I bring this up, and I'm not trying to throw a wet blanket at all on Trevon Dixon. Trey's a talk on having a good football season so far. But that's just kind of that thing I, I immediately go to is, and not just the NFL, it's in every professional sport. They start getting this tape and they just try to figure out, okay, how do we deal with that player who's playing at a different level? And if you don't, you're dumb, okay? <laughs> okay. If, if Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones are not sitting there watching tape on Trey Diggs, they're, they're doing it all wrong. They better be watching tape on Al Harris. <laughs> they better be finding out what he's being taught because – I'm going to continue to say it. I think the coaching staff that they have that has gotten their hands on these players and helped them become better players, I think that they are going to have them prepared for what we're talking about now. They know that that other teams are watching uh, what they are are being successful at as breaking up those uh, short route passes, getting their head around uh, covering some of those uh, back shoulder fades or some of those deep balls, and they're trying to find out how they can take advantage of their aggressive uh, play, right? And I think they have some coaches who have some experience with that same stuff. So I think they're going to be prepared for whatever comes at them next. Uh, I just hope that they're ready to maximize that uh, th- that opportunity. So you brought up Al Harris, um, Joe, Joe, Joe Witt. Um, these guys are coaching the Dallas Cowboys defensive backs. And we. it's been years since we've seen not only this type of production, but this type of confidence back there. This has been, you know, oh my gosh. I mean, last year was bombs away. So to see the improvement that's gone on there has been fantastic. And for Diggs, who we, we saw some, we saw things we liked last year in a bad defense. There were things that you liked. He had a really good camp. You saw him doing it at camp against CeeDee Lamb. You saw him doing it against Cooper. You saw him fighting. You saw Dak and, and, and Diggs going back at each other. And People talk about wanting competition all the time. That's where I got to give Mike, Mike McCarthy credit. He's talked about competition. Wow, what that has done for this young man four games into this football season with five interceptions. It's been very impressive, and I'll be very anxious to see exactly what happens here against the Giants and then the next week against the New England Patriots against a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Is it, is it fair to say 
that the most confident group on the defense, out of linebackers, uh, defensive line, and DBs, that the most confident group, the group that's playing with the most confidence, is the secondary? Yes, and I'll go further with you on this. Sparky Anderson was a former baseball manager, and he said, give me 25 guys on one-year deals. I'll win the World Series every year. <laughs> got a lot of guys who got – They want to prove it. They want to prove it. So within the room, you're trying to compete because, one, you're a football player, you're, you're competitive. But, two, you're trying to get that next check. If you don't perform well, you need the next check, and there's been so many, so much competition in there – you can't get the check if you're not on the field performing well. And there's another guy up. So you're seeing KZ get it done. You're seeing Hooker get it done. You're seeing Curse get it done. They're playing good football here. And I, I, I think Dan Quinn, just as you talked about earlier, has brought in a, a whole lot of enthusiasm. But, yeah, man, you get guys who are playing for money. Then you got Donovan Wilson, who sees, all right, they're bringing in other people here. Uh, I, want, I want to keep my role. I want to keep my check. So it's a good mix they've got going on. We keep hearing about the team chemistry, but there's definitely something there uh, with these guys. But I do believe that on um, prove-it deals, man, when it's time, when it, you got to sing for your supper. Confident. confident. They confident in their, in their ability to prove it, too. And I'll tell you what, a lot of those guys on those prove-it deals are making some money for next year. Now, let's also go into this. Take Casey and Hooker. If you look at them and their histories, when healthy, this is what they do. They make plays. The issue's been health. health. So right now, the Cowboys are, are on a good roll with these guys that they're healthy and they're able to help contribute and play. But in the case, he talked about that when he was at training camp. When I'm healthy, look at the numbers. Hooker basically said the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I know I've had some issues, but look at the production when I'm there. It's just a matter of being there. I remember Bob Sanders when he was with the oh, Colts, yeah. man. Yeah. The safety out of Iowa. Former defensive player of the year. When Bob played, it was really good. He was he was hurt often. But yeah. and to him, he played really hard. And for his eight. for his size, the the type of stuff that he was doing, he he, he wasn't gonna be able to last doing that. And but he, but he but he was yeah, like you said, when he's healthy, he he was a top safety in the league. Sean Lee, same thing with Sean Lee. When he was healthy out here playing, he was a difference maker on the football field. Yeah. There's no everyone knows that. So but that's that hard, tricky part. But right now you got guys in the defensive backfield getting it done. So I'm I'm happy for the I'm happy for those guys. Cowboys three and one getting ready to face the Giants on Sunday. Giants uh touchdown underdog in this one. Church isn't here. All right, I'm out tomorrow. So Barry wanted to send in his pick for the game. He's got 35-17 Cowboys winning at Jerry World. <laughs> He's trying to take a page out of my book, man. I've been saying this all week, all right? I think that this is going to be one of the closer games just because of the familiar, familiar – Jason Garrett knowing common opponent. <laughs> I'm gonna get it familiarity, <laughs> but Jason Garrett knowing us, right? Usually when he comes back here, he has something to prove, and he's gonna come in. He's gonna be in his bag with his play calls with Daniel Jones. And I said it earlier. Also, Daniel Jones has actually been protecting the ball much better than he has been doing in the past. All right, they're coming off a win. This team is trying to get some momentum, and we're coming off of this this, this win streak of, of three games, and we're trying to hold on to it, right? So I think this is going to be that game where it's going to be like that tug of war. So I'm seeing us win a close game of 31-28. I see my guy, Greg DeLeg, coming in and making one of those kicks to send us over the top with Dak Prescott leading us down the field at the end of the game like Tom Brady did against us uh, in week one. Okay, so you have the Giants covering. 
Give me the Cowboys to win 29-21. I think that the Giants in their last three games have played well. They had Washington beat. First round pick, the ref said jumped offside, so the missed field goal didn't count. Dustin Hopkins lines up again, kicks it through, Washington wins. They're in Atlanta, 14-14 game. Matt Ryan gets him down the field. Youngway Koo kicks a field goal at the end. They win. And then last week they go to New Orleans and they get themselves a victory in overtime. Who's healthy? Saquon Barkley is healthy. That's the, that's the key. But I go back into what when we dived into the numbers. New Orleans, statistically, much better than the Giants in the game, but you talked about the big plays. Yeah. You gave up big plays and you got beat that way. And the Cowboys have at times given up some big plays too. Oh, and, and, and a run and a pass now. Now, you know, so we're, we're, we're 26th. So, You're so, right. We're 26th. So that's an issue, which is why I've got a 29 21 game. And I'm with you. This is this is where, to me, fans sometimes just don't get it. And it's not just in professional football. You go into college. When you face a common opponent and you know them, it's not a whole lot of you're – not, you're, not, you're not able to hide a whole lot of stuff. There, there are no secrets. That's, that's probably the best. There's no secrets. The Giants know what you want to do. You know what the Giants are going to do. These games are hard. Division games are tough. And don't forget. Conference games are tough. Don't forget. We have been, over the last few weeks, falling asleep in the second half and letting these teams get back in the game when we should be putting our foot on their throat and closing them out. All right? Um, And until we get that fixed, we're going to continue to be in those games that are close at the end when we should have been blowing these teams out. And I think this would be another one of those weeks where where that happens and then we have to put our foot back on the gas uh, to get the win. I, I expect it to be a competitive football game like you do, but I think the Cowboys at the end end up pulling away and, and getting it done 29-21. I just think they're going to have a little too much firepower, but I do believe it's going to be a competitive football game because Joe Judge's teams do that. People are looking at the records, but I always say it's got context. Look into what the Giants have done. Outside of Denver, which they did not play the first game well, and Saquon Barkley was on a pitch count. You're now seeing Saquon get into the groove. They're using him more. They're gaining confidence. If you don't, if you've never been to the Superdome, you don't understand how impressive a win that was. It was the first game back since the hurricane. That building is jumping. It's a great crowd. That's a tough place to play. They got the win. To me, you got to be on point this week and understand it's going to be another battle. Joe Judge's teams don't always win them, but they fight you. Absolutely. They will fight you. All right, Danny, good stuff, man. Um, I'll back on Monday. Okay, I'm back on Monday. Church is back on Monday as well. Long vacations, man. Goodness gracious. Hopefully, Long vacations. Hopefully church gets a little bit of golf in <laughs> during this time. So that's Players Lounge here for Thursday. Mick Shots is coming up here. Um, so kick, stick around. More great content on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!